Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Saved by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started. It's still real to me, damn it! everybody welcome to this week's edition of the still real Tush show episode number 592 for june 17th 2021 welcome to nxc takeover in your house recap review and the wwe hell in a cell preview predictions edition of srtu i'm one half of the show i am jeff peck joined every single week by my co-host the one and only dr trey franklin Dr. Trey, would you rather be in your house or in Hell in a Cell, my friend? Uh, well, so let's see. Uh, I am divorced and now celebrating my four-year wedding anniversary to my current wife. So I think I have actually been in both, Jeff. Uh, and I will definitely take uh, in your house. I, I don't think there's anything else to say. I think that's the end of the show right there. Life advice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean in your house. I mean my house because I think it'd be weird if I just showed up. I don't think your girlfriend would be happy that I just randomly showed up but i think if you fine. if you texted me beforehand it'd be okay no but if i just showed up uninvited like like a run-in that would be so weird that would be weird that yeah. would be would you be dressed up like doc hendrix though uh i don't know if i if i can remember the entire promo from king of the ring i would i would totally do that i mean i might just go straight fathers Freebird and just come in shirtless with glittery pants you know what's weird about Doc Hendricks and Michael Hayes? So in 93, 94, 95, wherever Doc Hendricks appeared, right? Like he yeah. debuted. Uh, a young Jeffrey Peck had no clue that Doc Hendricks was the former Michael Hayes because I got to be honest, I didn't know anything about the fabulous Freebirds back then. Like, yeah, I, 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 not a clue. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Like my phone kind of, the phone kind of cut out everything. But I would say, for me, being a, a longtime Southern wrestling fan, seeing Michael Hayes as Doc Hendricks was like my that first kind of like kick in the gut as to why is WWE changing up everything about somebody who is so great? You know, it's like he was fantastic as a freebird. Now he's sitting here with the weird name, doing interviews. Like I, that was like one of those first like. 
realizations that WWE does, does everything Vince's way and doesn't care what you did before WWE. Like it's a it's a whole different universe when you step into WWE. Yeah, what a bizarre name to give him as well. Um, and I actually thought he was really good in that role as Doc Hendricks. I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, he picked that name. That he was did. Actually, yeah. I mean, it was from Dawkins, the rock band, and then from Jimi Hendrix. So he kind of combined it all up. But, you know, it, it, maybe, oh, my gosh, now that I think about it, I am Dr. Trey Franklin. Maybe I stole Doctor from Doc Hendricks and not from anybody else. So not uh, Dr. Death? In my head, I did it as an homage to Dr. Death. But in reality, maybe it was Doc Hendricks all along. Huh. Self-realization. It's the more you know here on this week's edition of the Surrealto Show. Uh, let's get into it here, Dr. Trey. NXT TakeOver in your house. Recap and review. Uh, we'll start with the first match here. A winner takes all six-man tag team match for the NXT North American Championship. And NXT Tag Team Championship is Bronson Reed and MSK defending against Legato Del Fantasma. I had Legato. You had Bronson Reed and MSK. And Bronson Reed and MSK got the victory. Uh, I thought this was an incredible opener and a really good match. The match flowed extremely well, and the spots were executed perfectly, for my opinion. Uh, gr- great job by all six men to put on one hell of an opening match. I, I love this match, Dr. Trey. It it was uh, it was really, really good. Your thoughts here, Bronson Reed and MSK defeating Legato Del Fantasma. I really love the contrast of styles because you got Legato Del Fantasma. That Those guys are all similarly built, similar size. They all kind of work the same. So they're very fluid. And then you, on the other side, you have MSK. Uh, you know, the great tag team, and then you got the, you know, the, the Colossus as Bronson Reed, like the big, burly, muscle, fat, whatever you want to call it, guy. Like that contrast fit really well, and they were able to blend those styles. I really enjoyed the match and, and thought it, you know, it, nobody came out looking bad in this match. Like it still looks like you can, con- you, you could continue this on for a while, and nobody would be like upset about it. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be happening here, Santos Escobar. Did cut a promo this past Tuesday night on uh, Bronson Reed to set up for what I would imagine be a uh, future NXT North American Championship match. Uh, next match here was Mercedes Martinez taking on Zia Lee. You and I both had Zia Lee winning, and Zia Lee did get the victory over Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I thought it was an okay match. I like the reasoning for this match being their May Young Classic match from four years ago, which was Zia Lee's first ever match. But I would have liked to have seen a better buildup for the last several weeks leading to this match. Uh, it felt more like a build to a future NXT TV match rather than a takeover match. Uh, Mei Ying of Tian Cha attacks Mercedes Martinez post-match. Uh, not much really to write home about Dr. Trey as Zia Lee got the victory of Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown for me coming off the uh, Mercedes-Raquel match, which I, I really enjoyed that match from a couple weeks ago. So now getting this one, which I, I like Zia Lee. I like the whole conglomerate thing the whole chinese conglomerate that they got going on there but yeah the match itself was kind of was was okay and there wasn't really much to it it just kind of felt like hey we need a women's match on this car let's go with zaya and mercedes because we really don't have anything else for anybody else right this moment uh next match here was a ladder match for the vacant million dollar championship as cameron grimes took on la knight you and i both had la knight getting the victory and la knight did win the match and became the new million dollar champion uh, solid ladder match, enjoyable match. I got a decent amount of time given to it. I enjoyed the back and forth between Grimes and Knight throughout the match. LA Knight was the right choice to become the million dollar champion coming out of this match. Uh, this past Tuesday, LA Knight attacking million dollar man Ted DiBiase, uh, Cameron Grimes making the save. Uh, so this feud is going to continue on. Really, really good ladder match, Dr. Trey. LA Knight is your new million dollar champion. 
Yeah, and, and it's funny, like when he when he put the belt on, like we mentioned, I mentioned on last week's show, he reminded me of, you know, stunning Steve Austin coming into the Ringmaster gimmick, as far as like look and build and and a little bit of personality type, and then you see the attack. I was like, man, this is this comes off very similar to that, but I like it also because if you and I love Cameron Grimes, and for being an undersized guy, like he's going to be great as this like grimy, dirty Joe Dirt, like rich Joe Dirt babyface. I, I think it's going to be really like right up his alley. I think the crowd's going to eat it up, and that's great because I mean the LA Knight is so good at getting people to hate him that it'll make Cameron Grimes an even bigger babyface coming out of this. So I'm, I'm really excited for the future of that feud. Plus, the ladder match itself was, was pretty good, too. So it, it was a good uh, situation for all those involved. It may be my favorite feud in NXT right now, Dr. Trav. I really enjoyed how organically this has been extremely entertaining. Yeah, other than the name L.A. Knight. Outside of yeah. that, this dude is great. But once again, it, it's, it's just maybe – it's probably the worst name since Dolph Ziggler was first introduced. <laughs> Okay, wow, there you go. We're not uh, Kerwin White? Uh, Dolph came after Kerwin. True. Since Dolph. Because that was, Dolph was the caddy for Kerwin. That's so, true. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph, when we first heard the name Dolph Ziggler, we all went, what? Um, since then, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Nash Carter as a name either. True. But LA Knight's worse than Nash Carter. Yeah, LA Knight, definitely one of the worst names in all professional wrestling right now. Uh, next match for the NXT Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez defended against Ember Mood. You and I both had Raquel, and Raquel Gonzalez did get the victory and retain the NXT Women's Championship. Good match and what you come to expect from Gonzalez and, Gonzalez and Moon. Moon pushed Gonzalez to the limit, but Raquel showed that her strength is the difference maker to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Good match, Dr. Trey. Raquel Gonzalez defeated the former NXT Women's Champion, Ember Moon. Uh, and is this the first time I've seen the eclipse countered? Am I because I don't remember? I've seen her miss it, but I don't remember actually being kind of caught and countered. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was it was a good match. Ember Moon in NXT is so good because she just seems happy and she's more physical than she was on the on the quote unquote main roster. Uh, and Raquel is going to be a, a beast in this division for as long as they keep her in NXT because. I can see her as this, as the monster like she's been, and been the crowd's kind of getting behind her as well too. So I can see her being a babyface. So really enjoyed the pairing and in, in, in a pretty solid match on the women's division. And then the fatal five way match for the NXT Championship: Karrion Cross defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. I had Adam Cole, Doctor Trade, Kyle O'Reilly, and Karrion Cross did get the victory and retain the NXT Championship. Uh, really good fatal five way match. These guys put on a clinic. How these types of matches should go. Incredible work by all five men. I really like the finish with Kyle O'Reilly having the uh, submission hold on Adam Cole, only to have Karrion Cross uh, do the choke hold to uh, on Kyle O'Reilly to relinquish the hold on Adam Cole, and then passing out to get the victory. Really, really fun match, Doctor Trey. Great fatal five way. Your thoughts here is Karrion Cross retains. Yeah, normally I hate odd numbered men matches because there's all like I don't like triple threats and I don't like five ways because there's always one guy outside of the loop there's always an odd man out and the way they did this match to explain why the odd person's always kind of out made a ton of sense whether it was you know carrying cross getting suplex on the table or the, the double power bomb on the table to take him out of the equation like they set it up so well um it was great i love the i love the match i love the finish it was it was a fantastic match and 
you know, for a five way match, this might have been one of the best five ways I've seen in the last twenty years. I mean, it was yeah. really well done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it was uh, an absolute clinic on how a fatal five way match should go. Uh, and take over in your house prediction records. I went three and two. Doctor Trey went four and one. Our pay per view prediction records for this year. I'm sitting at fifty seven and twenty three. Doctor Trey sits at fifty six and twenty four. So neck and neck here. Uh, match of the night event rating. My match of the night was the Fatal Five Way with Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. My event rating, Doctor Trey. I gave it a three point eight out of five. Very very solid and fun, entertaining show this past Sunday. What say you? Match of the night event rating. Yeah, match of the night was the five way. It was fantastic. Uh, I was at a three. I was I was almost at a four. So I was at a three point nine. Um, the only thing keeping it four from a four was probably the Zaya Lee Mercedes Martinez match. If that match had been just a little bit better or had a better build up, it would have easily been a four point if not a little bit higher. Yeah, really, really good night for NXT. Uh, it's it's always been the blueprint for like these pay per view shows. I feel like I, it's still missing the crowd. They had a much bigger crowd, Doctor Trey, which was great to see. Then we're starting to ease back into uh, normal here. But I, I mean, we say it's time and time again. Like literally, when was the last time there was a bad NXT takeover? Even during this pandemic era of professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really well done. Um, definitely, I mean, it just it just had a whole different energy to it. So I, I for the pandemic era wrestling without the big full crowd in there and everything else, I just thought it was really well done. And I was at no point, I mean, other than the Zion Lee-Mercedes Martinez match, was I just kind of like bored and then looking away. True. Like outside of that, like everything else, I was hooked in because every other match had great intensity or a great story to it or something else to kind of carry me through without the live crowd helping that energy. I just thought it was really, really well done from top to bottom. Yeah, that's well said. I think if, um, if I could replace no disrespect to the two, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Zylie, even though it's going to come off this way, if I could take their match and switch it with Ciampa and Thatcher versus grizzled young veterans in a tornado tag this past Tuesday, this, this takeover to me is over uh, a four. Like that was, that would be a great show. And that's what I meant before with the Zia Lee Mercedes Martinez match. It's like this felt like more of a build up towards an NXT television match than it was a takeover. The the feud just kind of came out of nowhere. It was a great platform for Zia Lee and Tian Sha to be showcased, but it just felt out of place. Like it's maybe a takeover too early for Zia Lee and Mercedes Martinez to uh be showcasing their skills. But nonetheless, NXT takeover in your house in the books, a uh, fun show. Once again, this past Sunday night, uh, big news uh, in NXT. There were rumors about this shortly after our podcast wrapped up last week uh, that Samoa Joe was reportedly heading back to WWE. We heard it over the weekend and then leading up to the show or post NXT takeover in your house. You have William Regal saying that something needs to change. It was pandemonium uh, throughout the entire night in chaos. Uh, you hear that Samoa Joe's backstage. Samoa Joe, who was released back in April, the night, like the Wednesday after WrestleMania, um, and Samoa Joe makes his return to WWE and NXT this past Tuesday night to be an enforcer of sorts for NXT general manager William Regal, who originally offered the GM role to Joe before being sidelined. Um, man, I'm so happy that Samoa Joe's back in WWE. I mean, this was an absolute crucial mistake by WWE to let him go. He was fantastic as an announcer, uh, great as an entering performer, fantastic as a performer in general. I'm always entertained by Samoa Joe. He fits the what what you're looking for in NXT as well. The 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 attitude, the the style. Um his in-ring career is kind of a question mark right now. Some to think 
Some think that uh, he hasn't been medically cleared, which is why he hasn't been back and due to concussions or, or what have you. It, maybe his career is over for all we know. Uh, but he could have gone to AEW. He could have gone back to Impact Wrestling. Hell, they were teasing him for Slammiversary next month, which now won't happen, Dr. Trey. But, like, he's just such an asset. I don't know if he's got to be doing something in the Performance Center, but WWE should never let this guy go. I think he should be a WWE lifer for life if I'm the ones writing the checks for WWE. So very happy for Samoa Joe to be back. Your thoughts here. Samoa Joe back in WWE and back with NXT. Yeah, I, I think it was a calculated risk on WWE's part because, you know, Joe as an announcer is incredible, but he's probably still on a wrestler contract, which pays a lot more than an announcer. And if you can't get medically cleared, you kind of have a guy sitting there making a lot of money just doing the announcing. And, and that's always been kind of Vince's thing. Like, if you can't wrestle, you're just an announcer. It's a different pay scale for that. Um, so I think it was kind of a calculated risk. Like, let's see if he, if, if he can get medically cleared somewhere to wrestle. And he wants to do that. More power to him. We can't, our doctors won't do it. Um, but to bring him back into the fold in this role, where he's going to be on screen, he's going to be the muscle. He can't do anything unless he's provoked. It's always going to tease tension with any heel that they want to run that with. I think it's a great move. I mean, you can now work at the Performance Center, and and when you look at NXT, and you're like, man, that Performance Center's got coaches like. Shawn Michaels, Samoa Joe, like those two guys alone can teach anybody any aspect of wrestling they want to go with, along with the other coaches they have there. Just a phenomenal group. Uh, really looking forward to see how they use them because this also shows how much Hunter and Shawn value a guy like Joe that they can figure out a way to bring him into the fold and have him be featured. Does Samoa Joe wrestle match in 2021 in NXT? Uh, we'll see. We're what six months in, so I'm gonna say no. Um, I'm gonna go with that. Maybe in 2021. I, I to me right now, if if he hasn't gotten cleared the first six months of the year, why push it? Let him let him get fully healthy and then you know start using him again in 2021. It's funny. Remember when Joe first came to NXT, there was talk of you know they wanted NXT lifers and Joe and. Uh, James Storm were those kind of guys they had talked about being NXT lifers to build NXT around. And now here we are uh, six years later and Joe's back in NXT. Uh, speaking of Samoans who may be making their way back to WWE, recording reports, WWE is trying to bring back The Rock for Survivor Series 2021 uh, via Wrestling Inc. The 2021 WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view is expected to take place in Brooklyn, New York City. Uh, there's no word yet on the actual November date for Survivor Series, and WWE has not confirmed the location. But Andrew Zaharan of the Matman po- Podcast recently indicated that Brooklyn will begin a WWE pay-per-view later in the year, and then it was teased this week that Survivor Series will be that show, and then it'll be treated like a major event. WWE officials reportedly want Dwayne The Rock Johnson to appear at Survivor Series this year. It was reported on Friday by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that WWE hopes The Rock can make an appearance at the Survivor Series, but that is not locked in at this point. It was speculated that The Rock appearing in Survivor Series would help build to a potential match with WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns at an upcoming WrestleMania event. With Rock getting older, if he does return to the ring, he would want to set a box office record, and the Observer noted that the two places he could do that would be at AT&T Stadium in the Dallas area for WrestleMania 38 this upcoming uh, following year, or the new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles area for WrestleMania 39 in about two years. 
The Rock versus Rain rumor, rumors made the rounds last year, and it was said that WWE officials were hoping to do a match in 2022, which would be WrestleMania 38 AT&T Stadium in the Dallas, Texas area. Dr. Trey, The Rock, Survivor Series 2021. Sign me up, my friend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime you can get The Rock on TV, I mean, the guy's going to be the president of the United States in probably the next 12 years. So if you can get him on the show, you definitely want to jump on that. I mean, heck, if you if, have you watched Young Rock yet at all? I have. I watched the whole first season. It was awesome. Yeah. And it's the whole idea is him running for president. So I think it's fantastic. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, when did he sh- uh, make the rock sign catch on fire with the flamethrower? Wasn't that in Dallas last That time? was Dallas, yeah. WrestleMania 32 when he had like that impromptu match against Eric Rowan. Yes, which is still the shortest match in WrestleMania history. Thank God. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Sorry about your luck. But, uh, yeah, anytime you can get The Rock on WTV, I mean, it's going to draw numbers, it's going to draw business, especially if they're building to a Rock-Roman Reigns match, because I think that might be the dream match everybody's waiting on right now. I mean, it's it's a family feud to, to high-profile stars of their generations, you know, similar to, you know, we're looking at, you know, they're talking about Roman and John Cena. Roman and Rock fits straight into that category. Rock's just on a different playing field than, than John Cena is right now. I mean, I guess he John Cena being president in like 2040, but you know. Did you see that The Rock was named by People Magazine as the number one reason why to love America? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, can you argue with that? Like, why? Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of good in America, but for some reason, like, Rock is just. I don't know anybody who goes, yeah, Rock. I hate that guy. No, yeah. Like, Everybody goes, oh, The Rock? Oh, he's, I love The Rock. I mean, Stone Cold's not far behind. There's not many people who say they hate Stone Cold Steve Austin. But True. Rock is just universally loved. And, like, I, I swear, like, if, if that man decides to run for president in 2028 or 20, in probably 2028, he's going to win. Agreed. So, if, I just, and then I just don't see anybody who goes, and he covers every demographic. So, I mean, across the board, like, you know, rednecks love him, the elite love him. You know, rich, poor, black, white, anything in between. Everybody loves The Rock. So, I mean, it's it's The Rock, America Pie, Statue of Liberty, maybe top three. I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially with Independence Day coming up here soon. I mean, The Rock is always in that discussion of uh, important Americana artifacts that we know and love. Uh, Rock's, I mean, Rock's last technical match was WrestleMania 32 against Eric Rowan. Uh, his last promoted match was WrestleMania 29 uh, in New York City at MetLife Stadium against John Cena. I was there live. Uh, do you think we've seen The Rock wrestle his last match, or do you think he would come back for this match against Roman Reigns? I mean, for Ro- I, I think Roman might be the only guy he would come back for, uh, just because of his family. And, and we saw it at at you know the Rumble back in, in Philadelphia back you know back in uh, 20. I think it was when you know, yeah. Roman Rock yeah. comes out and boot out of the building. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, was it Pittsburgh or Philly? Uh, no, it was uh, it was the 2014. Wait a minute, now this is now I'm confused. Uh, yeah, it was the one that rained. So WrestleMania 31. It may have been Philly. Yeah, I think you're right. It was yeah. Philly. Okay, because I mean the Philly crowd hated it, right? And I, I think that's one of the things that you know might have left. That might be one of the few things that left a bad taste in Rock's mouth from wrestling is that night getting booed out of the building, holding his cousin's hand. Um, you know, I, so I, I think there there might be a part of Rock where he's like, listen, if I come out there and, and, and do the job for my cousin, 
and make him the next, put him on that next level, that elite level, that, you know, Mount Rushmore level that we look back in 15 years and Roman's up in the top five. Like, I think Rock would do that for the family. I, Rock, you know, I don't, I mean, Rock's not going to come back to wrestle Nia. So, I mean, it's pretty much Roman. And then, you know, that, and at that point, Rock's going to be in his 50s. So, I mean, it'd be anything post, you know, this year or next year. I, I think at that point, Rock's looking towards, you know, leading America. I, I, I would vote for him. I've, we've talked about this in the past. I would vote for The Rock. And I truly believe he would be like the best nominee for the president that uh, we would ever see, which is bizarre because he's a professional wrestler and an actor. But uh, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, damn it. He's the number one reason why to love America, according to People Magazine. Um, switching gear to two expected signings and re signings here. Uh, we'll start with AEW first. According to reports, Alsha Black is expected to sign with AEW. Uh, via Wrestling Inc., Black is signing with the AEW is not a done deal, but the strong belief is that he will be signing with AEW. According to the Wrestler Obser- Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Black is under a standard 90-day non-compete clause with WWE, will not be able to sign with AEW or anyone else until Tuesday, August 31st. Uh, last week, we discussed on this very podcast that there are people in WWE who are pushing for Black to be brought back to the company. Black recently appeared on the Oral Sessions podcast with Renee pa- Paquette, formerly known as Renee Young. Shout out to her and John Moxley, recently becoming parents, and expressed interest in wanting to wrestle several AEW Impact Wrestling and ROH stars, including Impact and AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, Moose, Sammy Callahan, Christopher Daniels, John Moxley, Brian Cage, Brody King, Homicide, Eddie Kingston, and Jungle Boy. Uh, speaking to Renee, um, Alistair Black had said, quote, I want to get in the ring with Moose, Sammy Callahan, Mox, Omega, Christopher Daniels. My God, there's such an array of crazy talent. Jungle Boy is great. I think Powerhouse Hobbs is awesome. Brian Cage, Brody King from Ring of Honor. Homicide, I would love to get in the ring with Homicide. Eddie Kingston is another one, end quote. Black also expressed interest in signing with New Japan with Renee. I think it's no secret that I have a lot of love for New Japan. New Japan would be phenomenal. I love Japan. I miss Japan. Even thinking about it gives me butterflies. Never did I feel more like a professional wrestler. Then when I stepped off the plane at the Narietta Airport and I would go to the dojo and start training, it was great. We don't know what the future holds at this point. Well, I know certain I know certain parts of my future, but I'm not going to spill the beans here. So according to reports, Alistair Black is going to be AW bound. Great signing by them, if that seemed to be true. It is very early still. Dr. Trey, and we had the rumors last week that WWE wants to bring back Alistair Black and felt like he was cut too prematurely, which is uh, things could not have been said more about that. Uh, your thoughts here? Or would you prefer to see Alistair Black in AEW or back in WWE's fold? Uh, that's a good question because I can see pros and cons to both sides. Um, is it weird if I say WWE just because I think in AEW you might get lost in the shuffle? Like, no, I, don't, I, I think that's possible. I mean, look what's going on with Christian Cage right now. I, I've thought that I, like, I've thought a lot of these ex-WWE guys kind of get lost in the shuffle there. Yeah, like you better have a plan for a guy like Alistair Black because he's a very unique character. Like, is it? Is it's almost sacrilege that I'm going to say this, but if Tommy End shows up to be the new leader of the Dark Order and they take out Hangman Page with, you know, Tommy End, Alistair Black, or whatever name they come up with, like I think that would be very fitting. Um that I think would work because really there's nobody else in AEW that fits his kind of character. Like I, I match with him and Lance Archer, I think would be great. You know, certain, certain styles and matches would be very compelling, but you know, WWE can make stars. If they decide, Hey, we're going to make you a huge star. They can make that happen. Maybe better than AEW can. So the part of me is I would, I would go with 
him. He would probably have more success in WWE if they decide, man, we screwed up. We really want you back because that's them. You know, they have to. That, that would be them. You know, putting their foot in their mouth and recognizing it. I mean, people would know. You bring in Alzer Blackback means that you realize you fucked up. And sorry, excuse me, my language. And you have to make amends for it. AEW, I do worry that unless you have an absolute plan of attack for that character going forward, I think he just gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, you know, like like you mentioned, Christian Cage, Ethan Page, some of these other big signings they've had over over the last year kind of get pushed to the background. So uh, I think WWE is probably a better spot long term for AEW. Is. You know, it's an interesting point because I've been thinking about this lately. I was watching uh, AEW Dynamite this past week, and Christian Cage had a match. And who the hell did he wrestle now? I mean, that just goes to show you how quickly it's like forgotten. But to me, Christian Cage is is a wrestling legend. Like he was yeah. on the verge of going into the WWE Hall of Fame, um, and he was facing um, from TH two. Um, oh, oh God. Um, and Helico on Dynamite. And I was like, wow, this is Christian Cage, right? I mean, this is a guy that could have, if he returned back to WWE after the Royal Rumble and they utilized him, uh, and granted they weren't, he could have been involved in that WrestleMania storyline just because he would have been paired up with Edge in the main event of the whole Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan stuff, maybe being like a guy that's just a supporting Edge. He would be involved in, in, in top storylines. I think people in, in WWE and, and wrestling fans in general will be really, really excited for him to come back. And when he landed in AEW, it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then they've really done nothing with him. I mean, you're starting to see it build up towards the stuff with him pairing up with Jungle Boy, kind of being like the Sting to the Darby, Christian is to the Jungle Boy on this one. But it's like, uh, you know, I don't expect him to be pushed to the moon. But they did that. Well, they've only done that really with John Moxley AEW, and that may have been because they didn't have a lot of different uh, options then. But even Miro, until recently, he's taken a back seat. I just saw an interview with Zack Ryder where they didn't. Uh, now Matt Cardona in Impact Wrestling, he wrestled for Impact for AEW, excuse me, for like a month, and then he went to Impact, and it's like, well, why didn't you stick around with AEW? And he simply said they didn't offer him a contract. So it, it's. It's not this end-all, be-all. They go to AEW and they're going to be pushed to the moon. I mean, these guys take a back seat most of the time, and that would be my concern with Tommy and Dr. Trey or Alistair Black, however you want to you know, you refer to him as at this point. Uh, is is he going to be utilized well by AEW? Or if he goes the direction of like what Samoa Joe just did, heading back to NXT, you put Alistair Black back in NXT, he, he's a top-level talent. If, if, if they send him back and we just forget about it, men in black style, we forget about what happened, um, and, and they put him back with his feud with Big E, people are going to be excited. I, I I don't think him going to AEW is the end-all, be-all right move, to be honest with you. I think I would prefer to see him in WWE as well. Yeah, the only the only thing, the, the light at the tunnel for guys signing with AEW is the second show. You know, getting the second show on TV That's a good point. is going to help because they'll need to flush out some more talent. And if they... God knows, I think I might be the only person in the world that always, has always loved, you know, the, the the brand separation and having guys on each side. Like I've 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 I've, to, I've told that bell since the show has been on there that I, I love that. Um, and if they do something like that with AEW, we're like, hey, we're not going to see Cody on both shows. We're not going to see the Bucks on both shows. We're not going to see Kenny on both shows. Using one of those shows as a way to highlight people who you're not probably seeing on dynamite could help but until that show comes to fruition i mean 
as much as I love wrestling, there's so much wrestling. I don't really watch Elevation or AEW Dark unless it's one of my friends happened to be on the show, like what happened uh, this past week. So, uh, you know, I, I catch matches that my friends are in. But outside of that, I, I don't really pay attention to it until they're on Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, same. I don't watch Dark either. I don't watch uh, uh, Elevation. I will probably watch Rampage because it will be, I think that's the new show um, because it's going to be on TNT. But yeah, I mean, these guys could get lost in the shuffle just as much in AEW as they did in WWE. So uh, it's not necessarily always greener pastures. It's it's kind of what you end up, you know, where you end up going and, and how that company utilizes you. And it's it's interesting here because just segueing into our next story here, I felt like this wrestler made the right move by resigning with his current promotion and not going to an NXT, an WWE, or an AEW. As according to reports, Moose has signed a new Impact Wrestling contract. Uh, this story coming to us from Wrestling Inc. Moose has reportedly signed a multi-year contract with Impact Wrestling. Uh, it's been noted how Moose's contract was set to expire this month, and word came down on Monday that he had reportedly agreed to terms on a new contract. Fightful Select reports that Moose had signed a two-year contract. This new deal will keep Moose with the company into the summer of 2023. Moose is apparently in line for a push in the storylines. His word from Impact officials is that he figures into the creative plans in a major way. Uh, this Most recently this past weekend, Moose came up short against Impact and AW World Champion Kenny Omega against all odds, uh, but he has made it known that he wants to become World Champion. He is set to be featured on tonight's episode of Impact on Access Television from the Fallout from Against All Odds. Moose has been with Impact since 2016 and is a two-time Impact Grand Champion. I would have loved to seen Moose in NXT, Dr. Trey, but I think ultimately this is probably the right move for him. Moose resigning with Impact Wrestling, according to reports. Your thoughts here on the apparent resigning by Impact? Yeah, I, it's a great move for Impact. I mean, Moose is tremendously talented. Uh, if you go and watch that match you have with Kenny Omega, he held his own with Kenny. It wasn't like different playing fields it wasn't like you know a major league pitcher facing a double a hitter like moose held his own and the way they booked the finish made moose come out looking really really strong um i, I still think if he had gone to nxt he would have been used properly uh, but if you're looking for making an impact and an exposure you know the way impacts setting their contracts up where hey you know you can work with AEW, you can work with new japan you can work in multiple places gives guys that creative flexibility to kind of explore their options a little bit more so i think it's a great move for for impact and he's legit a guy that you can put in with kenny omega and if the belt changes hands i think casual fans would be surprised but i think the majority of us diehard fans would be like no that makes sense moose has all the tools you look for in a pro wrestler yeah, this is uh, I think this is the right move, and from what I've seen, I did not watch against all odds, but I saw how the finish took place, uh, which has me excited, actually, to sit down and watch Impact Wrestling tonight once we wrap up this podcast. I think it's the right move, uh, all in all, for all the company uh, involved, and I think this is only going to elevate Moose's stock even more. Um, he He's a top-level talent, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Impact. They needed to keep a guy like him in the fold. And a guy like him is on the cusp of breaking out, and I think that breakout is more likely to happen in his home turf of Impact Wrestling than, like I was saying before, anywhere else. And he's getting an opportunity to be involved with one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, Kenny Omega, and be showcased as a guy that should be a top-level talent, which it appears finally now, here in June, that maybe this this uh, partnership with AEW may be panning out just as equally as well for Impact Wrestling, or at least a little bit on the higher up the, up the scale uh, for Impact Wrestling as it was for AEW all this time. 
Uh, last bit of news here, Dr. Trey, before we wrap up this week's edition of the show, it is to preview and predict WWE Hell in a Cell. Dr. Trey, believe it or not, this is the last WWE pay-per-view to be featured in the Thunderdome. This has been a long time coming. Uh, the next time we do a WWE pay-per-view, you and I will be previewing and predicting Money in the Bank, and that'll be in front of a live crowd. Saying it out loud, it's uh, it has me really excited, and it's it's almost weird to say that like this is thankfully finally coming to an end, it appears. Yeah, and once the live crowd comes back, nobody will get thrown off the top of Titan Tower. True. So, very, very yeah, true. No, or be thrown into a swamp. That's that's also true. I mean, we. I mean, at that point, maybe uh, six months from now, we get to, you know, December. You know, before the rumble, we'll be. We might be longing for a. You know, somebody get thrown off a building into a swamp, uh, and, and kind of be longing for those. But right now, uh, Hell in a Cell. I, I kind of wish that was the first one from the crowd because, you know, the crowd reacts so much to great cell moments, but. You know, Money in the Bank is not a bad backup plan. WWE is really hyping up that once they have the live crowds back, we're going to see uh, better television. We're going to see some really exciting programming with SummerSlam. So we could be on the cusp of something special in WWE. This is them certainly hyping it up. They do have ticket sales uh, that they need to address right now with the 25 City uh, Tour as well as SummerSlam, which I believe went on sale yesterday. Um, so, and it's actually selling well in Las Vegas. So they're really pumping up the return to the live crowds and rightfully so. And they're telling us that things are going to be a lot better because I swear to God, I think I've watched the same Monday night raw episode for like three weeks straight, Dr. Trey. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this to be over with. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of thought there was all reruns. I didn't, I, I, I know they said it was live, but I kind of felt like it was the same show over and over again. So I'm with you. I'm looking forward to the live crowd, looking forward to some fresh programming and, Seeing if, uh, you know, listen, WWE know, like, they have been really good over the years of when they know their product's stale, they usually hit us with something big. Maybe with a live crowd, we'll give us something big. Uh, one could hope, my friend. One could hope. So let's get into it. WWE Hell in a Cell preview and predictions. Uh, there's only one, two, three, four, five matches currently announced as we preview and predict the show. Uh, Dr. Trey, first match here, Alexa Bliss taking on Shayna Baszler. I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I, until the theme comes back, I think Alexa is the dominant uh, storyline. Really, I mean that's that's the one thing everybody seems to love is she's kind of the uh, spinoff from uh, the Firefly Funhouse. So you know how shows go. You got a spinoff, they're gonna promote the hell out of it, a la Joey from Friends or Better Call Saul. <laughs> Next match here for the SmackDown Women's Championship: Bianca Belair will defend against Bailey. I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair retaining. Yeah, part of me really wants to see Bailey win. I think Bailey's Bailey's on a whole different level sometimes, but Bianca's been really good in her role. So, I mean, coming up, until we get Sasha back, I think Bianca holds the belt until Sasha comes back. Uh, next match here is for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley defends against Charlotte Flair. This feud has been built pretty well on Raw, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley to retain and finally defeat Charlotte Flair in a one-on-one match. I'm surprised they're not pumping that up a lot more, by the way. Yeah, I am too, but, you know, they got the Oscar involvement, the Nikki Cross stuff, how that's blending in as well. So um, I, I'm with you. I'm taking I, – I, I'm going to have to disagree with you at some point just because I'm one behind you, uh, but this is not the one to do. I'm taking Rhea as well. Oh, I would imagine you're going to disagree with me here then. Uh, Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Rey Mysterio. Uh, again, it kind of came out of nowhere. I've really enjoyed SmackDown. I have said on this podcast – I think it's my favorite wrestling show that I've been watching right now. AEW would be two, NXT three. Um, I've this this feud came out of nowhere, and they've done a great job with it. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns defeating Rey Mysterio to retain the title on on Sunday. I imagine you'll you'll yeah. pick Rey Mysterio. Uh, as much as I would like to, just because I want to see uh, Dominic hoist his dad up on his shoulders, celebrating the title victory. I, I just don't see it happening. To me, this is this is one of those moments where you go, "Are we out of baby faces on SmackDown for Roman to beat up?" Like Ray's been featured in the tag division, down you know, kind of in the middle of the car, but now we're going to elevate him up to the top of the line because his his boy got beat up by Roman. Uh, familia against uh, family, it's, it's got to be Roman. I just, I just don't see any way they put the belt on Ray at this point right now of his career. All right, this could be where we differ because uh, now for real at this time, for the uh, WWE Universe or WWE Championship, excuse me, it's a last chance Hell in a Cell match as Bobby Lashley defends against Drew McIntyre. Um, I have been like entirely wrong about this feud when it comes to predictions because I just expect that WWE is going to put the title back on Drew, even though I want Bobby Lashley to keep the championship around his waist. I think with crowds coming back, that Drew McIntyre is going to win the title back. So I'm actually going to go with Drew McIntyre to win the WWE Championship. Part of me wants to pick Bobby Lashley, and I think that uh, Drew McIntyre somehow gets into the Money in the Bank match, wins that match, and then cashes in, despite all the rules that he can't cash in or face Bobby Lashley ever again. Uh, but nonetheless, I think that's looking too deep into it. I'm going to keep it pretty basic. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre to win the WWE Championship over Bobby Lashley. See, this is where like, I, like I, I went down the rabbit hole, Jeff. Uh I went with I was like I was thinking the same thing. I'm like I know they probably want to get the belt back on Drew, but the bigger money match short term would be Drew versus Roman. So if Drew wins Money in the Bank, maybe he can then cash in on Roman. Uh, so I'm going to take Bobby and maybe the worst collection of strippers that he runs with that I have ever seen in my life. I have yet to see any single one of them remotely attractive. Uh, I thought WWE. This is where having John Laurinaitis around usually benefits you because you can usually find some prettier girls. But Johnny's married now. I don't think he gets on the prowl to look for those. Uh, so I, I, I'm taking Lashley uh, just because I, I just think if they can get because the draft's coming up, I believe not too far out. It wouldn't be surprised if Drew go to SmackDown with the Money in the Bank challenge Roman. So there you go. I'm taking Drew. Doctor Trey taking Bobby Lashley. And that'll be the match that sees uh, who would walk away with uh, Hell in a Cell winning the preview and predictions here uh, on next week's edition of the show. So we'll be back on the 24th. We will recap and review WWE Hell in a Cell and, of course, discuss everything else going on in the wonderful world of professional wrestling. Uh, with that said, let's close up shop on this week's edition of the show and get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at thebowershow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Snow Realtor Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franken at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, Dr. Trey, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, Dr. Trey, you can follow him on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search out Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, when you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, we just had a show uh, on the, the 90s of the 5th, the 5th, the 5th of June. That's when we had our last show. We got our show coming this Saturday. Uh, so check all that stuff out on Facebook. We post the videos. We post the links. We post the pictures. So be sure to catch it all right there. 
There you go. Support all the great things that support the Still Real to Us show. And, of course, spread the word about SRTU. If you haven't done it in a while, please go over to iTunes. Give us a rate and review. Help us climb the chart on iTunes. That really helps us out. Get some more eyes on this lovely podcast product that is the Still Real to Us show. So, once again, we will be back next week on Thursday, June 24th. We'll close out the month of July, uh, June, getting you ready for July. We'll recap WWE Hell in a Cell and, of course, discuss everything else going on in the one for world of professional wrestling if there's anything that we discussed on this week's show and you'd like to bring it up to us don't forget to hit us up on twitter at srtu podcast uh with that being said it's the last wwe pay-per-view in the thunderdome the light is at the end of the tunnel here at least in the united states hopefully it is uh coming to an end in your neck of the woods wherever you may be in this great world of ours as well so until next week for dr trey franklin i'm jeff peck this is the still real Talk show Taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock.